been so long since we've done this. It's always. been a hot minute. I don't know. Yeah, but it's okay. The Lord knows. The Lord does know. Uh, it's been especially long since I've done this. I know. It's been like a year. Paul has returned, our beloved Paul. Wally. I'm here. Back to, back to only the best. And now we're, we're, we're coming back so strong, going through. So strong. The top <laughs> albums of 2019, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. only the best. Only, only the best. best. <laughs> yeah. According to us. According <laughs> to us. So, uh, we, uh, yeah, I think we should just get into it. Yeah. Because honestly, we don't have much time to record. I don't know how. Yeah. But uh, well, we should let our guests go first. What's your number five, buddy? Number five. Oh. Boy, yeah, first off, let me tell you this. I had the hardest time oh, dude. <laughs> narrowing this down. Oh, Same. my goodness. Especially Same. number five. I had, like, four different albums that I... Me too. Same. Oh, my goodness. I literally rearranged it. There's still eraser marks an hour ago. Right. I, and got a different <laughs> out. Yeah. I did the same thing. I was literally changing this right before I left. Um, but my number five, I picked uh, Feral Roots by The Rival Sons. Ooh. Yes. Didn't Oh, you're yeah. missing out. You're missing I'll, out. I'll fit clips in somewhere. <laughs> I will. But uh, I picked it because it's. Um, you'll see. You'll probably see a, a fairly recurring theme on my list is that I. I lean toward um, bands and albums that uh, tend to lean back toward the good old fashioned, just mm. grungy raw rock and roll mm-hmm. and that's exactly what Fer- uh, what rival sons is like and feral roots is was definitely um, no exception to their to their rule with with the, the grungy oh, rock yeah. scene and uh, so i picked theirs for my number five like i said i had like at least three or four different albums that i was yeah. going yeah. round and round in circles with but um yeah. i finally settled on theirs because um I think out of the ones that I was picking for number five, they were one of the only ones that like every song on the album I was just really into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the opening track is just like incredible. It grabs you like right away. I think we talked about that in the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. Opening track, the importance important. of opening track. Very for important. Sure. How yeah. it just sets yeah. the tone for the whole album, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, you said you haven't listened to that one yet. I have not listened to that one. Yet. It's it's pretty good. I would I would uh, definitely. Yeah. Do you have any uh, hi- that highlight tracks for the? Um, I was just trying to remember <laughs> what the name of the title track was. Isn't right. that terrible? Yeah. Well, I no spoilers, but especially on my number one album, which we'll get to, I I the the tracks I can't remember the names of. <laughs> Really? I remember what number it is. Yeah. But I'll get to why I can't remember it in a minute. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the title track is Do Your Worst. Mm-hmm. And it just comes in with just like a great grungy guitar riff. Yeah. And just the drum track. Like, it's just incredible. I love that. Just, you can, you almost feel like you're listening to it live. Mm-hmm. I love bands like that, that, that are, you don't feel like it's an overproduced, um, you know, there's not a lot of electronic. There's not a lot of synthesizing. It's just raw, good old-fashioned rock and roll, and I, I love that. Yeah. That first track especially just comes in. Um, just, it's on fire. Um, and throughout the whole album is like that. Just really good guitar riffs. Um, 
really heavy hitting, hard hitting drums, and and I really enjoyed enjoyed that a lot. And I I lean toward bands that have that, um, like I said, that real kind of garage rock feel. And especially over the last um, few years, I've really gotten into bands that have a real kind of that blues inspired rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into more of those in my list later on, but uh, yeah. um, Rival Sons is definitely uh, falls into that category, kind of that bluesy um, inspired, not only music but vocals. Yeah. Uh, have you listened to the Rival Sons mm-hmm. much? Yeah. Dan? Yeah. Tim plays them. So. He's oh, yeah. got they're, he's got a pretty so unique good. voice. Oh, yeah, he does. He's he so do, good. Yeah, he doesn't hold anything back. Like he yeah. he puts. I mean, he lays it all on the table when he's when he's singing, which I like too. Yeah. Um. The other highlight I would say is uh, their the title track, mm-hmm. um, "Feral Roots." Um, it really had, it really hit that bluesy, classic rock kind of vibe to it, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Uh, almost reminded me of like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, which yeah. obviously Led Zeppelin, oh. one of my favorite so bands good. of all time. Like so good. they're one of those bands that just never mm-hmm. lose relevance. No. Yeah. You know, some bands oh, yeah. just get so dated sounding, you know, mm-hmm. that you just, you yeah. listen to them sometimes when you're feeling like uh, nostalgic for the 70s or whatever. But yeah, Zeppelin was one of those bands that it's still, they're timeless. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're timeless. Yeah. They, their sound, it, it's still relevant to this day. And bands like Rival Sons are obviously, um, have that inspi- inspiration, I think, from that type of style. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think that Rival Sons, I think they'll probably go on and yeah, I'll listen to this album probably forever. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's a really good album. You need to listen to it. I will. You should. It's good. It's really mm-hmm. good. It's very good. Yes. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, Tim, hit us with your number five pop-up. All right, you're, you're probably going to laugh at me. I don't know. I don't okay. care. Uh, <laughs> the Teal album by Weezer. Oh, dude. What you going to do? Did the, that come out last year? Yeah. Came it out in 2018? No, it was 2019. It was like January of 2019. Uh, Just, it. and (laughs) for those who don't know, uh, it started because they did a cover of Africa. Everybody Uh lost their minds over it. And honestly, I think, like I do like that cover, but I think it's on my lower end of favorites from that album. Right. The whole album. Mm -hmm. It it, it is so distinctly Weezer, and yet it's, it it shows reverence to these Mm -hmm. songs. And just the, the width, of mm-hmm. the covers, yeah, it's crazy because they're doing uh, they're doing Ozzy Osbourne and TLC mm-hmm. right next to each other, and then uh, <laughs> uh, oh, what's the Mr. Blue Sky? What's mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah, uh, it, Electric Light Electric mm-hmm. Artist Orchestra. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's just right there, and it's so good. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> is just. I literally perfect. just listened to "I Don't Want No Scrubs" by yeah. <laughs> in the car like yesterday. Yeah, from it's the fun. Teal album. It's so, so good. good. It's, fun. It's, it's so yeah, good. It's, great. It, it's and like listening to that album, it's not deep and it's not it's not breaking any musical anything, but it's just a good listen. Yeah, it's a solid listen, and you don't regret it. Yeah, at all. And every song on there is just solid. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it is covered, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it. So, yeah. great album. Yeah, yeah. very good album. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. Like you said, it, it's yeah. not like they're <laughs> uh, breaking any new ground or anything with it, but it was that was a, it was a really good album. For sure, yeah. fun album. Yes, yeah, it was a lot. Fun, of fun to sing along with. Well, because 
what's better than to sing along with it? Oh yeah, an album, especially a Weezer mm-hmm. album. Yeah, that's like all yeah. my memories of listening yeah. to Weezer. I've been listening to Weezer since the '90s, and what you remember about Weezer is singing along like to mm-hmm. the top of your yeah. lungs of these songs. So it was great mm-hmm. to have an album where theirs come out. You already know the songs. So yeah, you, you don't have to waste time. You can sing them. along right away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah, good that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm not laughing at you. That's a good pick. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm laughing with you. Yes. It's fun. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh, much deliberation for my number five. I I kept changing my mind. I didn't know if I wanted it on the list. I didn't know where I wanted it on the list. But I I realized that I, I would forget about this album that came out earlier in the year, and then I would just come back to it and realize how much I really liked it. But the Raconteurs' Help a Stranger oh, yeah. was just so nice. Oh, and they're nice like, I did. I haven't been listening to it throughout the whole year, but like every couple months this year, I would like turn it on again and be like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I loved this. Yeah, it was really good. It was a good album. Um, and j- there was a lot of a lot of sonic variation throughout it. It, it kind of, you could tell they they kind of stretched a little bit into classic country, a little bit yep. kind of influence, but also it was still really rock and roll. Um, yeah. Uh, I just I love Jack White. He's my hero. He, everything he does, I know. Like everything he touches is awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, definitely my top song on the whole thing is "Now That You're Gone." Mm. Yeah. It, it was just I don't know. There, there's Very there's good. guts to it without having to be super insane or wild. Mm-hmm. It's just the yeah yeah G- vocals, gives you that feeling. Uh, vocals are really good on that mm-hmm. song too. Definitely. I like that. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of what their original, the Rock and Tears album. Mm-hmm. Well, not the original, but the second one, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Consolers of the Lonely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The album, I think, um, stays pretty true to that sound of getting that yeah. kind of that country, not country, but more like folk. Yeah. Like folky rock. Yeah. I yeah I enjoyed it a lot. That was actually one of the albums that I was trying to just. Decide mm-hmm. if I wanted to make it number five or not. Yeah, yeah. And I that ended was... up landing on the Rival Sons, but yeah, yeah, definitely. That one was that one was also one. One of my favorite albums from this around. year. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um, Very good. The, the song on there, "Don't Bother Me." Oh yeah. I realized. Yeah. yeah. Sounds just like a Doors song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I I didn't like I bought a Doors record just for fun because it was cheap and I was playing it and I was like wait a second and then i played don't bother me and I, I don't remember what record it was it was like strange noises or something like that i'm not really familiar with the doors but i bought it and i was like this sounds just like it it's fun i like it <laughs> i'm not it's interesting. familiar with the doors so i i'll take your word for it yeah i'll i'll, I'll show you later <laughs> no it was good yeah solid i like it heck yeah don't bother that one that gets stuck in your head for oh, sure. oh yeah uh, hours. hours hours yeah <laughs> yeah don't bother me bother me <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be stuck in my head all night long. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, for sure. Good pick. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Number well, four. Time. Number four? Number four. Uh, I did a switcheroo. I had one album at number four, but I swapped it to number three. So my new number four was number three that came down to number four. I did that so many times today. <laughs> I just did yeah. this today. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the next album for me, uh, my number four on my list was A Pill for Loneliness by City and Color. Oh. I don't know if you guys have listened to much of City oh, and I, Color. I haven't. Um, they're a really good band that uh, I actually discovered. Um, I mean, I didn't discover them, but <laughs> I, I first came to know them. Uh, let's see, it's been a few years now. 
but not too long ago. It's in my fairly recent uh, music knowledge. Um, I actually found this band, um, funny story. Well, not funny story. <laughs> not, <laughs> not very like funny because I was singing at a funeral. <laughs> not like ha-ha funny. No. Uh, I was singing at a funeral for my, my uncle who had passed away, and I was singing a, a song from his favorite band, Petra. Mm. And, uh, and at the sound check, the, the sound guy that was at the church that we were holding the funeral at said, um, he's like, Your vo-, he's like yeah, that, that was pretty good, but um, you reminded me of uh, this singer, Dallas Green. He, he sings for this band, City in Color. And I was like, never heard of him. <laughs> I'll have to go look him up, I guess. I looked him up and thought I had sound nothing like this Dallas Green <laughs> because I think he's an amazing vocalist and I don't think I'm anywhere near that good. But I was glad he mentioned it because I, I've really enjoyed listening to him ever since. Yeah. Um, but A Pill for Loneliness, um, it's very uh, melodic. Um, it's very smooth, easy listening, which um, I really enjoy. There's There's times where that's... That's yeah. like all I listen to. I'll go through, through phases where mm-hmm. I have a playlist that's like the indie, melodic, mm-hmm. um, smooth listening kind of stuff. And I listen to that like on oh, repeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and City and Color is one of my favorites in the, that playlist. But this album, um, it's pretty, he kind of changes it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made a couple that are, He's mostly acoustic mm-hmm. in City and Color. Actually, I didn't realize this, but have you heard of the band Alex is on Fire? Mm-hmm. He was the singer. He was the, oh. the the melody singer from that band. I didn't that, know that. Like post-hardcore. Oh, that's interesting. Screamo band. Oh, now this is yeah. interesting. Yeah, okay. Dallas Green was, <laughs> was the vocalist. I wasn't super familiar with like their names or anything yeah. like that. Oh, that's funny. With that band. And you can feel that, though, in... Now knowing, like, because uh-huh. I've gone back and listened to some of Alex's On Fire, mm-hmm. and you can feel a lot of that kind of emo mm-hmm. melody in this band, oh, I and I really, really enjoy it. Look that up. Yeah, um, like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, trash question. highlights. Do you have yes. Trash highlights? Uh, real quick, um, Astronaut mm-hmm. is probably my favorite on there, um, mostly because. I, I like his his lyricism is just very poetic yeah um it's one of those artists that you don't always know what he's talking about mm-hmm. but it always sounds really good yeah <laughs> i love that the poetry is oh, just yeah. it's really fun to listen to and mm-hmm. and meaningful a lot of his songs are pretty deep he deals a lot with um it seems like he deals a lot with death and um so he's definitely uh deep um in his his lyrics and yeah uh, very easy listening very good music so i would recommend it very nice i've only ever heard the name city and color so i kind of you know mm-hmm. i've only heard yeah. the name i'll look him up yeah it's good yeah um, yeah my turn what's your, what's your number four uh number four is evergreen by after the burial mm-hmm. the, the the metal boys the metal boys uh they play like a metal core that's very similar to like uh Veil of Maya, uh, Born of Osiris type of stuff. Very technical and complex, mm-hmm. very mathy, um, but just a f- phenomenal album. Uh, it like, as far as like lyrics go, they're pretty like they're they're very. As far as metal goes, it's pretty basic. It's a lot about loss and death and like 
mm-hmm. getting through that. Um, and like one of the, and like one of my favorite songs off the album was called In Flux, mm-hmm. which fight me, bro. I I'm a hundred percent sure it's based off of Adventure Time. <laughs> it's because like uh, it's based off of uh, Simon becoming Ice King. What? Because the lyrics verbatim, Evergreen becomes me. I lost myself when the ice dripped down my eyes. What? I was like, it's it's I, it's Ice King. I'm sure of it. <laughs> but aside, putting that aside, <laughs> putting that aside, the technical just prowess that these guitar players have mm. just blows me away every time I listen to it. It's like, how do you get your fingers to move that fast? And it's just incredible. are they playing it on a keyboard? I know. <laughs> no, I, I saw him like like do a playthrough of a song, and it's mm-hmm. like, holy crap! <laughs> How do you get that good? And it, they basically said it's muscle memory. Yeah, you practice for hours and hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you sleep, and then you do it again. Yeah, I've heard that. I was listening to a podcast. Somebody was talking about. It was a band guy. I think it was the Emery guy mm-hmm. was talking about playing shows with rock bands. He'd go backstage and people are drinking, having fun or whatever. But he said if he'd go backstage before a metal show, mm-hmm. they're practicing. They're, they're like writing yeah. stuff down, just getting stuff right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And these guys are just – they've ma- they're masters of the craft. It's just amazing. Dexterity is oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Watch. Metal, it, it's not like my – favorite genre in the world mm-hmm. but i have like a ton of respect especially for the lead guitarists in those bands yeah. it's crazy They're, the dexterity and speed mm-hmm. that they go up and down the neck of that guitar with their oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible yeah. I, it's a feat that I, it almost seems not humanly possible when you hear until you actually physically see them playing it yeah, yeah. Oh. wow that actually is a person actually mm-hmm. playing that on a guitar yeah <laughs> it's nuts man yeah uh, just to show you what I'm talking about, the guitar solo in the song uh, "Behold the Crown" mm-hmm. just just blows my mind. It's just like, and watching him do, do it, it, do it, do it for us. No, <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't mouth sing it. His, his tongue can't good. move fast I can, enough. I can, yeah, it's like a yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> you need to listen to it. And just the production on the album was so good. Like yeah. it's just. It has texture to it. Mm-hmm. This, all, all, every single song has a texture and a depth to it, and I love it so much. So yes, behold the or evergreen. Because it's trippy because not a single song is called evergreen. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, would recommend. I love it. Yeah. So, good choice. I, I, I will yes. definitely be playing that. Number four for me um, is an album. That I did not find till later in the year, even though it came out quite early in the year. Uh, it's called "I Am Origami Part 3, a catacomb, a catacomb hymn, by John Van Dusen. That is a mouthful. Oh, it is. It's part three in a series. Um. So one, oh, I don't remember which came first, but one of the earlier entries in the series was just like a indie punk album that was that was pretty fun i listened to it once or twice and then the other one was just a super super low-key worship album and this one is just somewhere in between punk and pop but not in a pop punk way it's just really interesting and 
all the lyrics are super heartfelt mm-hmm. that that like i don't know that it's so good my um it, yeah it's somehow like just really deep and fun at the same time um so so that the first the opening track is really good it was the first song i heard and it was called uh whatever makes you mine and it's just a fun just kind of pop rock punk influence song it was pretty basic mm-hmm. but then it go it like it goes into like there's a really good song on there called social sucker and it's basically just like it's a it's a fun sounding song too but also it's it's just this lament for caring about someone who's just not being healthy or being with healthy people mm-hmm. um and and it and it, it's a really fun song that just kind of just waves into the rest of the album the song after that is called um fly away to hell and it's a really good one too about that obviously like over this guy's discography he he definitely has some sort of like faith he's a religious person Mm -hmm. but fly away to hell is like about um about people he cares about on like the lgbtq spectrum Mm -hmm. that just and just the displacement of that in his head and it's really it's very tasteful but heartfelt the whole thing is just it's a journey the whole album is just a journey and I've listened to it like a lot lately and even I like there there's still stuff coming out just in this guy's head that just shows up and it's just it's fantastic so yeah a catacomb hymn by John Van Dusen it's fun and deep and it kind of makes you want to like yell sing along but also like sit there with your hand on your chin and think at the same time <laughs> yeah nice which is my favorite I loved it nice. I need to look that one up yes it, sounds, sounds it, it is very good yeah. Who is the artist again? John Van Dusen. Hmm. Um, I found him. I like when I bought a vinyl or something. I got just a download of one of the singles, and so I looked him up. And he like doesn't tour a lot. He like play. He makes his own stuff, and he plays like in some local punk band somewhere in a small town in Washington. And then like has a day job working at a record store or whatever. But he still like promotes his the stuff that he makes online and is on a label and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number three. Number three. All right. Well, this uh, album became my number three today. I nice. swapped it up from number four. Uh, it's been an uh, album called Hear Me Out by Rain Wolf. Ooh. I know you guys know who Rain Wolf oh, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that came out last year. Otherwise, I would have yeah. considered it more. I was like, oh, yeah, it came out. Yeah. No, well, it did come out last year. It did year. come out last <laughs> year. I thought it came out in 2018. <laughs> uh, it's their, uh, as you guys probably know, it's their first full yeah. album. Um, they had been a, he had been a band, the, the main guy, oh, I can't remember his name, something Jordan. Yeah, it's Jordan Cook. Isn't it Jordan Cook? So, yeah, that, that sounds right. Um, he had been, started the band like, seven years ago yeah something like that and he's been putting out like singles and a couple eps um yeah but uh from what i could tell has gained a pretty solid following uh of of people just in the yeah the single releases and stuff that he's put out and he finally has put together this album um and uh he started off in seattle which is because oh, yeah. you know, Seattle music scene, <laughs> yeah, which which really makes sense because he's really got that again. Like I said, I always lean toward the the real, just raw. Yeah, he's um, got a grungy rock. He's got a know? grungy just crunch to him. Absolutely, so good. like there's no 
you listen to Rain Wolf, there's no finesse. Like there's no, no like no. Mm-hmm. It's it's really raw, mm-hmm. really really raw, and I I love it. I love the, just that. Yeah. Like you you sound like somebody just opened their garage door down the street and is just melting your face off with yeah just uh, <laughs> with heavy guitar riffs and yeah oh. it, it's so good and oh, it's brutal I, love I it. like I lean toward that because I feel like there's a lack of that yeah. in mm-hmm. in our music musical mm-hmm. society in this mm-hmm. day and age is it all everything leans toward pop and mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. synthesized and and EDM and it's very poppy right now. Yeah, it's, and yeah. it'll go in waves. Which, it comes and goes. Exactly. Cause, um, yeah. But you don't see rock like this much in like the top charts mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I, I think it's great. Um, yeah. Um, he's got like, he's got this way of playing his guitar riffs. Yeah. That just, they stick with you. Mm-hmm. Like you hear the song once and you're just like, oh man, like, that just hit me. Oh yeah. And then I'm like humming his yeah. his melodies and his guitar licks like the rest of the day. Yeah. Cuz they're I've, just so good. Yeah, I've got like three songs going in my head right, right? now just like, "Oh, holy, <laughs> that's a great song." And one of my favorites on there is um Over and Over. Yeah. And I I really enjoy that one because it kind of gave me a little bit of a um, He kind of gives me a Jack White Type mm-hmm. of vibe, not not so much yeah. in vocals, but in just just um, the fact that he named one of his songs over and over. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but just that he has that same kind of like, um, uh, what would you call it? Like uh, he's very inventive and mm-hmm. imaginative with his mm-hmm. kind of eccentric his style. Yeah, yeah. like, um, and the the way he plays songs and the way he plays his lead solos and things he reminds me of Jack White and that real inventive imaginative kind of style yeah and over and over he it gets to that part where it kind of breaks it down and he does that kind of um it's mostly vocals mm-hmm. and it's just kind of got this really cool like distortion mm-hmm. on it and the first person I ever saw do that was Jack White mm-hmm. And he had mm-hmm. that guitar that had like the microphone, the microphone in it, and it in was it. going through the same channel. Yeah, yeah. and he pulled so, it out and sing into it. Yeah, and it, it reminded me of that. Yeah, and uh, I I just love the sound. This guy's kind of an up and comer, yeah. even though he's been around for seven years. He's he's not really been in the, the limelight, but mm-hmm. I think with this album, it's really going to put him out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think um, he's probably going to hit the rock scene pretty hard. Oh yeah, because he's he's doing things that. A lot of people aren't anymore yeah and I'd really like to see him live because I was reading up on him a little bit and part of his show he does like a solo act where he he does like the vocals lead guitar and does like a kick drum yeah just like all on his own even yeah. though he's got like a three-piece on you know ensemble <laughs> with yeah. his band he he does a portion of his show just by himself mm-hmm and that's a lot of where he got started how he got his name out was by doing that mm-hmm. um like in front of the metro station and or yeah. in front of the like the mariner stadium or wherever he just mm-hmm. set up and just melt people's faces off <laughs> <laughs> until they they either chased him off or or uh you know applauded him but yeah <laughs> really really good album mm-hmm. um like again like every song on there just, just oh, yeah. from track one to 
uh, what's the first track like black and red i think yeah black and red and that uh, from the very beginning oh yeah the album just... he just punches you in the teeth with mm-hmm. rock and roll and yeah. i love it man now I, now i've got uh you remember the song keeper that's my favorite song off that album yeah. i love that song so much just that guitar solo mm-hmm. oh do that guitar solo for us <laughs> Give it I us, probably buddy. could, but I, I feel like I'd bu- I would butcher it. It would be butchered. Do it. No. Oh. <laughs> For the podcast. It's kind of, uh... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Just give us your number three. <laughs> My number three is uh, Let's Rock by the Black Keys. Oh. So good. Okay, you know something? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I like it. Because these guys have been going for like what over like twenty five years or something like that. It's been a while. They've been going for a long time. And if you listen to one of their first albums, The Big Come Up, mm-hmm. and you listen to this one back to back, both phenomenal albums, but they're so different, and I love that mm. because they can't be pigeonholed. Mm-hmm. Like they like you listen to. Five Finger Death Punch or ACDC and all these rock bands and it's like like and like Wage War they've released the same album three times and they're huge mm-hmm. and it's like I can't with that mm-hmm. and it's like these guys they're always changing always looking for the best for the new thing and it, it's always like how can we make this better mm-hmm. and how can we do it different but make sure that it's still just a quality song mm-hmm. and just because like and just how they've evolved and just the songwriting i love the songwriting with these mm-hmm. guys and oh it's just so good yeah absolutely love it and it again just a good fun listen mm-hmm. like you don't have to like you can sit and listen and decipher the lyrics if you want to but you don't have to there's no like need yeah. to do it and it's right. oh, just love it because like i mean i will listen to that john van Dusen stuff but like Sometimes when it when it's like when I have to sit and I have to listen to lyrics, it feels like mm-hmm. homework because like, I have to feel yeah. like, like you have to feel like you figure have to figure out what what the heck is, is this guy talking about. Mm-hmm. And some bands I, I love it that it makes you think, but in other bands it's like I, this is just work. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And these these guys, you can do that, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Phenomenal. Good stuff. Yes. Best tracks. Highlights. Best tracks. Um. Number one was Go. Mm-hmm. Number two was Get Yourself Together. Mm-hmm. And then number three was Low High. Wow. Very good. Very good songs. It is good. Yes. Thanks. I love it. Yes. So I love it. My number three is a straight up pop album. Nice. That just it got it caught me. I uh, I found it because I was listening to a podcast and uh, this guy. So this is this one is uh, When We Were in Love by Mike Maines and the Branches. Um. Which is just, the band is just interesting. This is their first, like, I feel like straight up pop album. Their last album from, like, 2014 sounded almost like, I don't know, like, kind of Lumineers-y influenced, Mm -hmm. but also kind of, like, a little bit punk and there were like there was like screaming in some songs and stuff and it was just interesting but then this one that came out this year is just straight up pop 
Um, and I, I found it because the, the Mike Mains, the main guy, he was on a uh, on a podcast I was listening to, and he was talking about the new record that was coming out. And it's it's completely to his wife, and it's about um, it's about how like his mental health issues affected their marriage, and it's just like insanely well written. Just it's it's heartfelt, but it's fun in some songs. Like it's not all like sad. It's not all sad, but it's just it's so good like you can tell that somebody wrote it and just meant every word that was written in the album um so so like uh the the top tracks on that would definitely be like i love the song breathing underwater which is just literally about just literally spelled out about him having just mental illness problems and his wife being there for him um live forever is just a good love song pop song that's just fun but um the songs Denver and Swamp are both on there, and they are just dark as heck, but like not not in, not in an unhealthy way. They're they're both about like just hypothetically what would happen if just everything went terrible, mm-hmm. but not in like a weird unhealthy way. I don't think it's just it's just interesting how the this album it kind of just goes up and down with kind of dark and light but in a really realistic and I think pretty way without being weird or unhealthy right yeah yeah it's it's a really good album I remember um something you can definitely hear in this guy's writing I remember him saying um him saying as a kid I loved Kurt Cobain and Michael Jackson equally (laughs) and you can like definitely feel (laughs) it and uh he's also like he was kind of uh what What's, what's the right word? He was kind of an apprentice under uh, Me Without You. He toured with him for a while. Oh, and, nice. and so he's got a little bit of that weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Lived like a homeless dude with the Me Without You people for a while eating out of trash cans. Love Me Without You. Yeah. They're, yeah. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> it's their last year as a band this oh, year, and it's breaking my heart. Yeah. But, yeah. That's And that's tricky to do, you know. Because mm-hmm. most bands that, that sing about, you know, dark. Mm-hmm. It's a tough subject to tackle because a lot of time bands just come off sounding like depressing mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. whiny or yeah you know what i'm saying yeah but like somebody's got to tackle it mm-hmm. somebody's got to sing about death somebody's mm-hmm. got to sing about hard time mm-hmm. yeah but i feel like a lot of bands just come off like yeah really depressing or, or just trying too hard yeah. or something or yeah like just yeah, I love when somebody a little can just pity party. Like, yeah. get over. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I love when people can just be honest. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's more like a vulnerability than mm-hmm. than it is darkness or depression. Yes. But if, when a band, when especially a, a writer, a mm-hmm. lyricist, can be vulnerable mm-hmm. without sounding whiny, that's yeah. that's an art. That's I for think. real. For real. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Down to number twos. Number Goobers. two. Well, spoiler alert, Let's Rock by the Black Keys. What? Yeah, boys. Yeah. I loved that album. That moved out. Great. For one, I just love the Black Keys, period. Oh, awesome. I, everything, everything they do. Speaking of which, every little thing that you do is one of the songs <laughs> on the new album. Yeah. And it yeah. just went through my head. <laughs> every little thing that they do, I love. Because, yeah. like you were saying, yeah. I totally agree 100% that somehow they are able to do something different with every album mm-hmm. but still maintain their identity yeah like especially for a band like i said that's been around for so long mm-hmm. to, to con- be able to continue making music and not just 
be something wholly different than mm-hmm. when they started. Mm-hmm. There's so so many bands that I've that I like from like the early two thousands. Yeah. That I can't even listen to anymore. Yeah. Because at this point, their albums sound so different from the band that I know and love that mm-hmm. it's not even like the same thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And he just. Weezer's let- black album. <clears throat> We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) And they just let me down. But the Black Keys are one of those bands that they continue to make great music. Yeah. That's, I feel like uh, the Black Keys to me is like the type of music that's appropriate for like every situation. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, like if I'm sitting just chilling at home by myself, like like when I was doing homework or something like that back when I was in college, Black Keys could be going. Yeah. I, got, I got a people over for a part like a birthday party or hanging out in the backyard to barbecue black keys is going yeah like literally every situation yeah. grace and I, my wife and i are hanging out on going on a date or whatever i've got black, black keys playing in the car yeah. like they're just great like yeah. they fit every situation because they got a song that really yeah. uh, every album just mm-hmm. sounds great no matter what you're doing tangent what's your favorite black keys album oh don't do that to me. <laughs> There's too many. Um, oh boy, that is a tough one. Yeah. I would I would probably end up going back to like probably mostly just because of nostalgia is the big come up. Oh, it's so good. Because that was the first album that I ever heard from yeah. them. Oh, it's so and, good. And uh, oh man, yeah. Well, it There's sounds so it sound- many good songs on there. It sounds like it was recorded on a porch in the it does. south. It does. It's and it's just got this raw, just mm-hmm. amazing, just straight from the heart. Oh, it's so good. What What's funny about that album is, you can tell they're really new and like yeah. a lot of their guitar solos really aren't that great. No, <laughs> they, they, but they're yeah. But the sound just grabbed me like from the second I heard it. I was like, this is great. Oh, it yeah. just like you said, it sounded like somebody recorded on their their yeah. back porch on their yeah. sunroom or something yeah and it's just so that one i'd probably go back to that one um one of my other favorites is turn blue which is the one they came out with back in what like oh yeah 2014 oh, yeah something like that that was a good one too um yeah. but yeah i would say a few of the same songs are my favorites that like you said uh go was really good yeah low high i really like tell me lies that was oh just, just the whole album. good it's melodies good. yeah good vocals like another one of those albums like my top three pretty much every song on the album i'm i'm a fan yeah well and it's like it, it, it i don't know it's it, there's something to be said when an album especially nowadays i feel like is good from start to finish mm-hmm. every song was crafted with care yeah. and like you can tell when someone gave a crap yeah. and it was just every album every song on that album yeah. is good and you can get through it without especially like uh my top three uh albums i was sad when the song was ending but i was happy that the next song uh-huh. was beginning mm-hmm. that's and how i feel I, with yeah let's rock for sure <laughs> oh yeah and it, every, it's when you can make your audience think that and feel that mm-hmm. you've, you've made a great album i think for sure yeah that it was a good album yeah like all the guitar riffs yeah of Just course traditional black keys like black keys that have a unmistakable mm-hmm. sound yeah they do 
and yet and it starts right from the ki- the get go with uh, was it let it shine yeah yeah it just starts with that ding, 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 yeah. ding, and it just goes right into it and you're like okay yeah yep the, from the, the second that guitar riff played I was like I'm on board already yeah yeah he he made the guitar sounds was that so hard did it look hard for him to do it well he he can play guitar. <laughs> Therefore, that translates to mouth noises. Yes, he's, it got, does. he's got his license. He's got his license, yeah. He took the test. He was approved by the board. Hey, Weezer did say to play it, do all your uh, guitar solos, like sing them first and then figure it out on the guitar. Uh-huh, there you go. There is a trick to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, number, number two. two. Number two. Number two. And I liked all of these albums, but my top two albums I have been obsessed with absolutely obsessed with number two domino by jay givens absolutely awesome record and it's it's a hip-hop album which i like hip-hop but i have to be in the right mood for it Mm -hmm. i'm always in the mood for domino all the time because it's it's pulling in all of these different influences and it's just got it's got r&b and funk and just Mm-hmm. It sounds so different than the mumble rap and just the the basic trap beat that you're gonna hear. Yeah, I don't think there was one trap beat in that. Entire... No, there was not a single trap beat, and it was. And I like trap when I'm in the mood for it, but oh, it's just mm-hmm. he. Oh, man, when did uh, Fly Exam come out? Was that 2015 or 2016? Uh, I feel like it was like 2015. Yeah, he took five years to make Domino. He took five years to do it. And you can tell because it is every single song on there is just made with care. Yeah, it took, no, it took him, yeah, 2015 to 2019. It took him four years to come out. He just, every song off it, uh, like my favorite song off that was Make It. Mm-hmm. And just, it's so good because, I don't know, like, it's got a nice beat to it. You can tell that, mm-hmm. and like the lyrics, I mean, the lyrics on this album were great. I Now, if you listen to this album, there are things in it that he says that I do not agree with. Like, politically, I, I don't think I would agree with him much at all. Mm-hmm. But I can tell that he's a thoughtful guy who is saying things with a purpose. He doesn't just say something to say something. Mm-hmm. He's thought it out. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like everything is thought through. And he he is a Christian, though I don't. Again, I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff. Um, and another thing that's pretty odd about this album is it's got like eighteen songs on it, and I like nine songs on an album is perfect for me. Like I'm not a fan of long albums at all, but this album I just loved every song on it. It was just fantastic uh make it my is my top track uh my second uh track is like towards the end of the album it's called bandwagon Mm. and it's basically it's just it's so good it's it's funky and it's just the product production on it has this texture to it like you you can feel it it's just it's so good uh bandwagon uh what about that is my number three and it's basically it's a lot about uh 
it's about it's a lot about race the whole album is and it's like well why does race matter and does it really matter and it's just it's so good uh idk uh number four it's about him as a christian and like a friend of his being coming out as gay and he's like how do i how do i process that is you know does that immediately make this person a sinner because they think oh i'm homosexual and it's just oh it's so good so good very good i love it do you know who produced it uh i believe jay givens and jay givens produced it himself with another guy i think oh i can't remember his name might have been calm a guy named Mm. calm i don't know i'm looking it up yeah because i know his older stuff when he was on when he was on humble beast he and Cortland Urbano did it Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i don't know jay givens who was it uh isaiah ziv isaiah ziv oh wait no this is different why does it say i don't know i don't know it's the wrong years it's okay i don't that's fine yeah all right you don't need to know number two number two for me i we yeah number two for me is definitely uh native tongue by switchfoot it's nice oh it's so good and we talked about it for an hour last mm-hmm. year so mm-hmm. i don't know how much more to add again on the show but it's just so good yeah and i love it more than when it came out i loved it when it came out and now it's just like just emotionally tied to me mm-hmm. and yeah it's Fair just, enough. yeah it's so good and like every song is my top song and uh, yeah, because like you can play the album through or shuffle it or whatever, and no, no two songs on that album sound the same. Yeah, not not really. There, there's oh, it's just good. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say? We did a whole podcast on it. You yeah, can go back to that. Well, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it because it's just, it's just so cool. Yeah. Well, I'll just roll right into that with my number one, because oh, yeah. guess what my number one I is? I figured. I figured it would Native be. Native tongue. <laughs> I figured it would be. Nice. Is that any surprise? No, not, not any surprise for me. <laughs> uh, Native tongue, I, I put as number one on my list, because, well, like you said, it's just, it's it's really hard to, I feel like it's saying a lot of Switchfoot, but it may have been one of their best albums that oh, they've put out. Yeah. And that's saying a lot, because it, Switchfoot's put out some really good albums. I mean, every album they put out has some great stuff on it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this one, mm. for sure, was one of those ones. Like I said, all my top three albums were ones that, like, every song was mm-hmm. great for me. And uh, Switchfoot, like you said, we, we talked Native Tongue for, like, an hour on the last time I was here. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely I picked it as my number one because Switchfoot, for one, just lyrically um and and the message that they put in their songs is always so good and so relevant um they they always try to stay relevant to what's happening and what's going Mm -hmm. on and they're not necessarily a a christian band Mm -hmm. you know they don't label themselves themselves as christian band but they are christians who want Mm -hmm. to put a positive message of love Mm -hmm. and um you know, peace in, in, in their songs, which I, you can't, you don't get any more Christian than that. Mm-hmm. Love. That's what God, the word says God is love. Mm-hmm. And that's what you feel from 
almost yeah. every song that they, they come out with. Yeah. And this album was um, no exception, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, like I said, every song on there, vocally, um, musically, was just incredible. And like you said, Dan, I, I feel like now mm-hmm. I, I have continued to love the album even more I love it now more than I did when we talked about it mm-hmm. last year. Um, because you're right that like their their songwriting becomes so personal. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like everybody that listens to that album is gonna find one song in there at least mm-hmm. that you just really connect to. Yeah, yeah. And Switchfoot has pretty much always been that way for me. They they all almost always there's a, at least a couple of songs on each album that I'm just like oh man that just hit yeah, yeah. like the bullseye yeah. and uh, like I said if, if, if the the babies want to hear more about <laughs> Switchfoot Native Tongue they can go back and listen to mm-hmm. yeah that whole podcast we did about it mm-hmm. great album my number one for sure oh yeah yeah uh, okay here it comes here it coming com- yeah you Sweet you know it's coming you know it's coming. I mean, you knew you, even before you saw the list. You know it's it coming. On your shirt? No, it's uh. not because it did that. That album came out two years ago. Oh. <laughs> uh, my top album of 2019 is probably it's All Hail by Norma Jean, mm-hmm. and it is my top metal album of the past 20 years. It is phenomenal. Wow. It just came out three months ago i don't give a crap (laughs) it is fantastic it's very good oh it's so good it's very good the uh norma jean for those of you who don't know is basically one guy and some friends and they kind and it's kind of a revolving door of like no one except for the singer uh cory brandon no one is set a set member it's kind of in and out but it isn't like people get kicked out and then they come in it's just kind of like a anyone's welcome to come and mm-hmm. contribute and just oh do you know like all throughout this album like i said earlier some bands it's like i need to figure out what it's saying and it and some bands it's like oh i, I have to figure out what it's saying it's like work i have no idea what he's talking about sometimes and then it'll just hit me and i'm like holy crap this is brilliant i love this guy and just the way his vocal uh, mm-hmm. performance is just so powerful and emotional and mm-hmm. just you know he's not holding anything back and like just oh it's so good uh, the my fa- my top track is mm-hmm. with errors mm-hmm. and I don't know yes it's just it's fun it's Oh man, I don't know. Like that album, even though sometimes I didn't know what he was necessarily talking about, mm-hmm. it made me feel things. Like the tone of the song, you can tell the emotion behind it. Yeah, and it's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, I can't remember any of the song titles off this album because they have song titles like "With Errors," "Full Circle in Under a Minute." trace levels of dystopia and then just like words that are like bracketed mid-sentence and like if loss bracket 
then leader. <laughs> and it's just, it's weird. Like, and not, not a single one of the uh, song titles will pertain to lyrics in the song. Like, you can look at all of the song titles and think you have an idea of it, but you won't. It's, they just named it whatever the heck they wanted to name it. Um, just mind over mind grabs you like it just grabs you by the throat and doesn't let you go it's so good just you have to listen to it or you can't talk to me <laughs> it's it's pretty good oh it's so good yeah i love it every single minute of that album and like they do like kind of and like uh the opening track which is orphan twin mm-hmm. like it it's everything that an that an opening track is needs to be it grabs you and it gra- it grabs you by the ears and says listen to this <laughs> and it's just it doesn't let you go throughout the whole album it's I, I don't know yeah if you can't tell i'm a little bit of a fanboy. i've bought so much norma jean merch since this came out <laughs> i've bought t-shirts uh a record vinyl. A, yeah. a vinyl record uh they've got socks that i missed out on <laughs> just I missed out on the socks. I missed out on the socks. Missed out on the socks. Yes, he's been on a big Norma Jean craze. I've which been... Norma Jean is cool. I like. I don't know Norma Jean. Like I've found out about them recently because of you and like this new stuff they're doing. But like, I, I've had conversations with older coworkers of mine who talk about like seeing Norma Jean and then being awesome fifteen years ago or whatever. They've been around a while and they're still doing yeah cool stuff. Yes. Absolutely loved it. I've got. I don't fight anyone on it. Okay. Well, I've got a better album. Okay. No. Go for it. Uh, My number one would be "Breathe" by Tiny Moving Parts, which is oh, I I made it my number one because over the fall, you're crackling. I am crackling. (laughs) It's my piece of paper. Sorry. No. Over the fall, it kept me sane. The album, I don't know, there's something about it that just literally just kept me sane. I would listen to it in the car, I would listen to it while I was working. It, it's, I don't know, there, there's not a lot new to it. I don't, I don't know, there, it's not like they were breaking a lot of ground, but it, it was just, I don't know, it was like, a, it was like songs you could just hold. It, it's, um, it's shouty pop punk, it's very 20-teens version of shouty pop punk mm-hmm. but all the the lead guitars are super math rocky which just i love math rock um uh but yeah but like i don't know it's really really catchy songs really really real songs um and it, it, i don't know it was just the it, the album the best way to describe the album to me would be a blanket it it held me um, <laughs> wow Definitely, they, they had a great opening track too. Uh, the Midwest Sky is just—it's just punchy and catches you and catches your attention immediately and then pulls you in, because it's really, really genuine lyrics through the whole thing. Um, but just, just upbeat, but also it—it it, I don't know—it's—it's it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty, and and technically the guitars are really like. It's not what you expect when you say pop punk because you can tell. Oh, these are really technical, skilled musicians when they play it too. It, it's special um the song icicles is just it's really good and it, it and it kind of makes you think too but then the rest is, is fun 
Polar Bear is definitely my favorite song off the whole thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to that one on, like, repeat one a lot. So look that one up, Polar Bear, best song. But, yeah. Very nice. I need to look them up. I don't I haven't yeah. Yes. It's really good. And um, wait, I, I was geeking out about this album after it came out, and I was listening to it, and I was talking to one of my old friends who lives in Minnesota now about it. Uh, and about this band and he was like I think I might have even mentioned this on the podcast I don't know when I was talking but um, he was just like oh yeah I know them my roommate grew up with them I I saw them last week we're gonna be at a wedding together like in a month and I was like what (laughs) I was so like I wanted to jump through the phone and just punch him in the face with jealousy yeah (laughs) it was really funny yeah that's great yeah Yeah. good Mm -hmm. stuff now we discussed. I don't know if any of you followed through. Do do we have a, a most disappointing album oh, of twenty? Oh no one, no one. You didn't tell me about it. what I did. No, I you didn't. Did. You okay, didn't. I guess uh, it's just I, the two of us. I absolutely. But I do. You do? Oh, okay. it's probably the same as Paul's. Probably the same. Probably <laughs> is the same as Paul's. <laughs> I think we were both on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. But I gotta say though, twenty nineteen was that was a great. Oh, was good a year for year music. Really good music. Oh, so good. When you asked me to do this podcast with you guys, I immediately my my brain just started reeling because it was like, man, there's been so many albums. <laughs> yeah, right. So many good albums so and so many, many of my yeah. favorite bands put out new music mm-hmm. that last mm-hmm. year. And uh, it was really tricky narrowing it down. Yeah. It was a great year for music. And now you guys have given me a few more that I need to go look up. Because yeah. uh, some of those I hadn't heard of. So I, I need to listen to some of them. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> worst of, huh? <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> there may be some. It, I, probably isn't the worst album. Yeah, just most disappointing. Of 2019, I'm sure there's a lot of really terrible music that came out in 2019. <laughs> but the most disappointing to me was the Black Album by Weezer. Yep. Uh, what a bad... <laughs> how do you come up with a really great album like the teal album <laughs> yeah which I, I saw a lot of criticism from that one that it was just kind of a like you know i don't know pub- not publicity stunt yeah, just you know just a, yeah just kind of a mm, let's do this to try and it's fun why can't you do fun, fun stuff yeah, if you have great. money and time and can do it yeah. do that yeah exactly but you come out with that mm-hmm. which was really fun and and really uh enjoyable mm-hmm. and then to come out right after that with the black album which was so oh so disappointing yeah it didn't sound like them but not in a fun way yeah at all yeah yeah not at all Mm -hmm. and and that was my my biggest issue with the album was like we talked about earlier how some bands like the black keys Mm -hmm. can do things different Mm -hmm. and try different little slightly different sounds but but still remain the same yeah in a good way yeah and, and switchfoot's really good at that too native tongue was yeah. probably one of the the more outlandish mm-hmm. experimental albums they've ever done mm-hmm. but it's still at the heart of it was still switchfoot yeah it still was had their essence in it mm-hmm. the black key or the the black album mm-hmm. like there was no essence of weezer no at all yeah, didn't I, I didn't even know what what it was. It even, didn't make you want to put on a cardigan at all. No. no. Well, even, <laughs> even if it was like completely different and not like Weezer at all, even if it was just a new band and it was like, hey, I somebody told me, hey, 
this new up-and-coming band is like this, I think you'd enjoy it. Even if it was someone who I did not expect anything from, right. I wouldn't have enjoyed it anyway. It no. just wasn't that good. Not it at didn't all. grab me. I wouldn't have. It, like you said, if it, even if it was a band that... Even if it wasn't a band that I have all the... Because like I said, I've been following Weezer from yeah, the time yeah. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, I have more expectations and mm-hmm. more hope in them as a band because I've followed yeah. them for so long. But even if it was a brand new band that I never heard of, I would have listened to a couple songs off that album would have thought, yeah. nah, not yeah. a fan. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Like, I'm the heart. only one on it was the opening track, which was um, Can't Knock the Hustle, I think. Yeah. It was catchy. I did. It was catchy. It, it was catchy. Yeah. The, and it had kind of that Weezer snark to it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it wasn't. It was, it was a little catchy, but just it fell flat. Yeah. And it all came up like Weezer is really good at. I love their songwriting. Mm-hmm. Rivers Cuomo has a way yeah. of writing songs that are really interesting and, mm-hmm. and like humorous. Yeah. Without being Weird Al. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's got a way of writing songs that kind mm-hmm. of pokes fun at at culture and pokes mm-hmm. fun at themselves mm-hmm. um very I, I, there's a lot of irony mm-hmm. within their songwriting and this one yeah. to me just fell really flat yeah there's no fine. substance to the lyrics mm-hmm. it was just it didn't seem know. like them at all their yeah. identity was completely lost in that album i thought yeah and then of course like there within their discography there is mm-hmm. some Mm-hmm. Risque material, a couple, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a couple of lyrics here and there that you're like, oh, there's a little. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this one just it kind of went over the top. Like yeah. it was, yeah, you're singing a lot about really hardcore drugs and yeah, <laughs> dropping f bombs. Like I've never heard Weezer drop an f bomb before, and all of a sudden, yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just weird. It was yeah, a it was weird cool. album. Left me feeling weird after I listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. I even listened to it again today to prepare for this podcast, mm-hmm. and again, mm-hmm. I I hate yeah. it even more the second time. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. I did not like it at all. Yeah, Lost I, their sound it completely. It just turned mm-hmm. into a weird pop electronic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree, but in, a, in an effort to bring something else to the table, I also have a disappointing album that I can... Yeah. Uh, Beartooth Disease. What the heck was that, guys? I love Caleb Shomo. He's a very talented guy. He's been in this scene for... Uh, like 10 11 years now mm-hmm. and he's five years older than me he's 24 <laughs> he got in this scene and was influential in the scene when he was 15 years old wow. what the heck guys i mean it wasn't bad nothing about it was bad it just didn't grab me at any point it felt repetitive at some points whiny and like there was just nothing of any real substance to it i thought which is sad because he is like a very like I feel like he's such a talented writer and mm-hmm. musician, and he can write stuff with just substance and depth. But it, I just didn't feel it on this yeah. one. I didn't even listen to it. I didn't really listen to it. I didn't get into it. I'm not a huge Beartooth fan, but I think it's weird that you think it wasn't a great album mm-hmm. because this year I've heard more bandwagon Beartooth fans, like pe- people I've known, oh, start yeah, to be like I mean, Beartooth is cool now. More than even the last couple years. I mean, maybe it's just because I like things with a little bit more substance, mm-hmm. but like this one definitely had more mass appeal because it wasn't as in depth mm-hmm. and it was a little bit more repetitive, easy to get into. Mm-hmm. And I w- it, they lost me on that, but I think they 
for people who are just like mm-hmm. into kind of some metal stuff but not mm-hmm. super really mm-hmm. i can see why they would like it mm-hmm. but yeah no i you see that happen a lot with bands that yeah. especially people that like you that have known this band for a long time yeah mm-hmm. you see that a lot with bands where you you follow a band for so many years then they come out with an album you're like what the crap is this like yeah uh-huh. don't even like but then all of a sudden everybody else because it appeals more to the masses, and you almost wonder if that's what they're going for. Yeah, I, I like, don't. I've had this small yeah. following, but I'm going to make this album that appeals to a broader spectrum of people, yeah. and then they kind of lose the original fans. Yeah, yeah. you see I, that happen a it's lot. It's that balance. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's a tipping point. It's hard, and I don't think Caleb Shomo is like trying to be like, well, mm-hmm. I need to get super popular because Beartooth was already really popular. Mm-hmm, sure. Like, their last album, Aggressive, was yeah, a that huge was... hit, and. And I think Disease is also a big hit, but it just lost me. Like, I liked one song off that album, and that was it. Yeah. I liked Bad Listener, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't think mine out that much. I was just disappointed in it. I thought it would be fun, and it wasn't. But Surviving by Jimmy Eat World was just... Oh. Yeah. It wasn't great. And I love Jimmy Eat World. I... I hate the song in the middle with a furious passion. <laughs> I do. It comes on and I get mad because so many other uh, other songs are good. I will listen to Futures on repeat and just like fist pump the air and cry and all everything in between. I love Futures. I really liked Damage. Like I really liked Jimmy Eat World, but this was just not that fun, not that great. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. There, there wasn't anything that I loved about it. I, yeah, I, I think it wasn't I, anything that I hated about it either. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this sounds like a mm, basic radio rock. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was. Whatever. It, it's like classic Jimmy Eat World. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Really good. Really fun to listen to. Good mm-hmm. song. This one was just kind of. Yeah. Like and you said, it's not that I hated it. Yeah. It was just boring. And like the last just 10 kinda... years of Jimmy Eat World, I liked as well. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't, it's not like they were better when they were young or whatever like the old stuff is better like the last couple albums were pretty good sure but yeah it was kind of disappointing yeah the last one was mediocre it's just yeah. meh yeah meh yeah 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 what a what a note to end the show on though maybe what? we should have slipped it in between i don't know i have an you honorable got... mention Ooh, i've got those two <laughs> i've got at least I'm one i get one i could have a plenty a lot of honorable mentions but i mm-hmm. i i had to mention this one at mm-hmm. least um I feel like Weezer redeemed themselves a little bit yeah. with the single they came out oh, with. Oh, yeah. End of the game. The end of the game. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Great song. I'm excited. Like, yeah. such Dude, a... Dude, I'm so excited. So, yeah. to me, like, I was so down and, like, mm-hmm. uh, lost heart over Weezer. <laughs> yes. Because, like I said, I've been listening to him for so long. And mm-hmm. when they came out with the Black Album, I was just like, oh, ugh. Yeah. What happened? Like, you just defeated my soul. What happened? And then... I okay. saw they came out with the end of the game. It's a good song. And I was like, oh, great. Here we go. And I went and listened to it. Great it's so song. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, so good. good. It makes you want to put on a cardigan and dance a little and bit. And the Buddy Holly glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. it has this really cool, like, 80s rock vibe to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, but still has that really cool, oh, yeah. old, like, uh, early 2000s Weezer sound uh-huh. with the grungy guitar riff and the, the lead you know because yeah. mm-hmm. Rivers Cuomo is, he's actually a, a pretty good lead guitarist mm-hmm. like a yeah. lot of his leads are really interesting and mm-hmm. like not like metal where it's super technical and super yeah. fast but yeah. just melodically I love the way he plays lead yeah. I think he's really yeah. good Yeah, and uh, so that's my honorable mention I'd say yeah. the end of the game by Weezer 
Yeah. It was really great, fantastic. I uh, really enjoyed that single. track. I, you go good ahead single. and go first while I think of it, because I've got a couple bouncing around. Oh uh, yeah, no, I had written down Domino was a good album, but I didn't feel like I was gonna put it on my list. Oh, I loved it. Um, Scream through the walls by uh, mm. yeah by As Cities Burn was actually really good, and it was on my list for a while, but I just kind of edged it out because it. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it though. It was good. I'll keep listening to it. Um, One Night Only by Arthur Elligan, still good. Mm-hmm. We re- reviewed that earlier in the year, still really good. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just ended up, I guess, by the end of the year, I was really pumped up for the rock and rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No. Fun okay. Times. Well, now that since he used a single, I'm gonna do a single. Uh-huh. Uh Silent Planet's last single. It was called Shark Week. Oh. Again, nothing to do with sharks or anything. <laughs> or any week. Or any week. <laughs> uh, it's just basically about. An, an abusive parent. Oh, and it's just like I, you can't hurt me anymore. It's basically a like a just a picture. Yeah, well, it's a broken family picture, oh. and it's basically like, you may have hurt me and done all these things, but that that doesn't affect me. You did not make me mm-hmm. into this person. I can grow and become better than this, mm. and it's just very good, very emotional, fantastic. That's good. One of the yes. one of the albums that just barely didn't make it on my list and it was only because not every song like i tried to pick the Mm -hmm. albums that like every song i was into yeah um this one just barely got edged out was uh love is all you love by band of skulls oh yeah yeah that was also a good one such a good album it was a really good album but again it was just like a couple of songs you're just like "Eh." there was a few songs that were just kind of like yeah they're good smooth listening but yeah some of the like Carnivorous mm-hmm. and um, oh, that's my trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Some of those songs very are good. just band, fantastic. Band of Skulls is so good. Great album, so really great album. Great band. Yeah, and I, I I liked those other songs that were on there. Yeah, but, but not every song on there yeah. was 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 as as good as some of the songs from yeah. Yeah. the other bands. And could we? Oh, oh hey, it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Uh, that signals the end of our podcasting uh, experience. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, there will be a playlist for this episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>